Huh? It, it, it'll go here in a minute. That's why I said that wood, it takes forever for it to get going. But what oh, it'll get going? All right. Okay. All right, one, two, three. All right, it's JT. Y'all are listening. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, we got some beers. Well, two of us got beers. Yeah. One of us got, what do you got, a hard lemonade or something? Yeah. What is that, like peach or something? That doesn't look like lemonade. Uh, strawberry pineapple. Mm, sounds good. So. Uh, yeah, I know I'm not turning in my man card. It's okay. Still, yeah. No, it's good stuff. It's I've had it before. So. <laughs> so y'all don't like it, y'all can go listen to someone else's podcast. <laughs> so. All right, so I'm going to let these gentlemen introduce themselves. To my right is... Uh, I'm Johnny Ard, A-R-D. Okay, and to my left is... Eric Nettles. Eric Nettles, okay. Now, we're at Man Cup, Rockingham. Testing is done for today. Um, interesting track. There is no filters here, so we're not here to bad mouth, but hopefully the track's better tomorrow. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, the gentleman to my right has a very interesting motorcycle. What are you running this weekend? It's a, a 2015 Honda CTX. And those of you that are familiar remember the old Honda-matics from the 70s and 80s, this is basically the new version of it. Gotcha. So it's an automatic clutch, automatic transmission, but it's not like a scooter with a CBT drive. Okay. You click it into drive and it upshifts and downshifts six gears just like your car or truck does. So. And how long have you been running on that now? Uh, this is our third season with it. So, so. What made you pick it up? Um, you know, it's one of those things that uh, I, I drag race forever, both cars and bikes, and I kind of semi-retired and got my boys going. Okay. And I was kind of content with building their bikes and, you know, maintaining them. And I told them, I said, if I ever go drag racing again, I want to go bracket racing on a bike. I want to be the slowest bike at the track because I used to hate chasing slow guys. <laughs> I don't want to work on nothing. I just want to go have fun. And I mean, I'm having more fun now on this 15-second Honda than I ever had well, chasing sevens and eights on a bike. Well, I think a lot of people get away from that, though. Right. They get away from the fun that it is, and then they begin to, I don't know what's the term, take themselves too seriously, I guess, exactly. or take it too seriously. So then they get frustrated. And then to my left, we're going to wait, beer moment. So, And while he answers this question, I'm going to uh, get rid of part of mine. So to my left is? Eric Nettles. Eric Nettles. And what are you running this weekend, Eric? Uh, 2016 Aprila Dorsaduro 750. Dor Dorsaduro? Dorsaduro. I do they came up with that name. I have no idea. So, I can't say it after It's time. like some of these damn car names <laughs> they come up with. So, but I know my brother told me that the, a lot of the colors they pick and they go with, the um, the QA groups that they use for it, uh, the, it's 80% women. Because women apparently have a big influence when people buy cars. So, right. but that's not obviously what we got here. So, well, and that makes sense with the name Dorsa or whatever it is. Sounds like somebody. I think it was named after one of his grandma or something. <laughs> that's good looking bike. I mean, they're both good looking yeah, bikes. Though. So, how long have you been running this one now? Uh, not even a year. I picked it up from Spencer Allen um, the finals last year. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right, he it. was running that, yeah. wasn't it? I, man, that didn't even hit me either. Yeah. I do Because I remember when I first saw him on it, it was so weird because all I ever saw him on was the green bike. Yeah. Oh, okay. That, he, that, uh, now it looks familiar. He picked up his 460 bike and he's like, I can't ride them both. I, I don't want to ride both. He goes, if you want to come and ride it, you can ride it. So I rode it and I won yeah. Valdosta that, that yeah. same race. Well, yeah, I never think... rode it before. So, yeah, because I think you like, actually want to buy you, it. I mean, like, you had to run the semifinals, didn't we? And you beat me or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, so yeah. how are y'all done with them so far? Where are y'all sitting this year? Uh, I'm 
not sure. Just racing, right? Updating the points. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we know. Should be pretty good in the points. Right. So, both yeah. of us, yeah. yeah. So, well, yeah. yeah, and on that that Hondamatic, I mean, we've won what two national events with it so far over the, I think last year. Uh, I've had a couple runner-ups. Wow. Uh, you know, the nice thing is that I paid. 4500 bucks for it <laughs> in 2018 as a leftover 2015 and it's already paid for it well we won uh, a five thousand dollar street et wow at uh, uh dragway 42 last year so it's already paid for itself so i'm just having an absolute blast <laughs> so what got uh we'll go right first so for the people that are listening i'm going to say right and left so that we know where we're at um what got you into racing when you first start racing uh, well, you know, like every gearhead kid, my dad was a big drag racer, hot rod guy, so, you know, I kind of grew up around it and uh, started with BMX bicycles way back in the day and then moved to motorcycles and then uh, uh, I did some motocross stuff. Uh, of course, I got my license, switched to drag racing cars, uh, still rode street bikes, but I got the bug and I actually raced speedway bikes for, uh, I guess, about five years. Oh, in fact, I got to go to England in 2000 and race over there. Oh, cool. And uh, for those of you that aren't familiar with Speedway bikes, it's basically a two-wheeled sprint car. I mean, there's no brakes on it. <laughs> it's basically, a, well, there is a clutch, but either the clutch is in or you're, you know, or you're going. Oh, wow. Uh, there's no brakes on it. Uh, you know, and you, you, most people know them from seeing them run on the ice. And uh, so you're ah, okay, completely gotcha. sideways the whole way around the track. Wow. But anyway, I rode those for a few years. Uh, and then, like I said, you know, my, my boy, I got both my boys racing. Uh, they wanted to do the motocross stuff. I was just really concerned about, you know, them getting hurt. So we, uh, they basically grew up doing the, the GNCC and flat track kind of stuff. Okay. And uh, then, yeah, I decided it was time for Dad to go racing again, and here we are. <laughs> yeah. All right, your turn, Eric. Hit my left. I have only been racing probably 10 years, maybe. And been riding bikes my whole life. Yeah. But I got got into racing from my buddies uh, John and Jason Fernandez. Okay. So following them in the Pro Star. When it was Pro Star. Yeah. What was your first race? My first race? Yeah. Can you tell you? I don't remember. <laughs> There's a lot of things we forget after a while, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's that old age setting in, Eric. That's right. <laughs> 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 I think we got a few years on them, though. Yeah, yeah, a yeah I, think we, anyway. I think we got a couple of years on them. So, so who are we out here with? Because we have the boy, Hilltop Mafia here signs yeah. up. So yeah. who else we have out here with y'all? Yeah, yeah, Greg, Greg Crawford, and he runs a pretty cool uh, Bandit 1200. And uh, yeah, he, he's just getting started, but yeah, he's he's coming along. Yeah, very cool. So, he's an Harley mechanic in Daytona. Oh yeah. wow, okay. Rothmeyer. Uh, oh Rothmeyer. Oh, wow. That's a good, that's a good gig to have. So, and their little campground looks here like a covered wagon type thing. So the way the trucks are parked in here, so it's like we're in circle type right, thing, like yeah. when them cowboy Indian movies. Exactly. So, so what about family? Any of your fam to my right? Any uh, family into this? Or uh, is no, I mean, the, the, the girlfriend supports me, obviously. Well, I say that. She's not here this weekend. She had to work. Mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah. you know, with, with us being out of Indianapolis, run the man cup series i mean all the races are a pretty good haul for us okay so sometimes it's hard for her to get off work you know to, to, to come okay. to these these big events but uh yeah uh you know my, my youngest boy's still still racing um he uh 
Well, I, ha I had a bike shop for quite a few years doing fabrication work. Okay. Building choppers and swing arms for the drag guys and this and that, and got him going. So now I hate to admit it, but he's probably a better fabricator than I am. <laughs> but he got hooked up with these guys uh, doing all this no prep stuff. So he's building, doing all the the hot and cold side for these turbo guys. Oh wow! And okay. uh, so that's kind of his his turned into his forte now. So. What about your what about fan as far as like when you go back? Was your like mom, dad, brother, sister, anybody like that in the drag racing? Or is it uh, you know you it's funny. Uh, well, my, my dad passed away here a few years ago. Mm -hmm. um, but actually, when my dad met my mom, uh, well, I. We're, we're, we're originally out of Alaska. Okay. When my dad met my mom in Alaska, my mom was racing stock cars on the ice. <laughs> so, I mean, it was kind of, I'm uh, not going to say destiny, but I didn't have any choice but to grow up and be a racer, you know. So That's pretty cool. Because yeah. usually it's the other way around. Yeah. It's dad's the racer, mom right. meets him. Right. That, well, that's cool. and actually my dad was drag racing and mom was driving the stock cars. So, <laughs> yeah. so. That is pretty cool. So, What about you, Eric? Anybody in your family? Just my son. Just your son? My son, yeah. He would have been here today, but he has COVID. So oh, jeez. He is pissed off at home right now. Oh, I bet. <laughs> so I got that crap back in July. Yeah. So I had all, I mean, I personally think the, sh the shots I got is probably why. I did. Well, that, and I'm a little more active than, yeah, right. I think all the run, between the running, the shots, I do, because I take the flu shots, so I don't have an issue with it. Sure. But um, I do think the fact, just because I cycle and run so much, I think, right. health-wise, yeah. that's probably why I didn't yeah. hit. Because I got a sore throat. And I was, I got a sore throat and I was tired, uh, but I went and did my runs anyway. I had to shorten them to 5K instead of doing the 10, so I had to shorten them for a couple of weeks. But, uh, but I kept, but I kept going anyway. So it was just, it. You come back. I mean, I've got like, normally you sweat. Yeah. But when it's like somebody dumps a bucket on you. Right. So and then of course I'm dealing with sore throat, so I'm taking them. What's that stupid commercial that where they it's a throat lozenges and they like ricoli or whatever it is and they scream? Yeah. I was taking them things. They work like a champ. Right. So, I mean, they work fantastic. But I take a couple so my throat wouldn't bother me, and then I just run until I just didn't have anything left. So right. but I usually get I get at least the five k done, and then I would chill out after that. So, but so. I, I was in Colorado too. So. In the morning. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, you'll you'll be by yourself, bud. Yeah, <laughs> they got motorcycles. They don't need to run yeah, five k. Well, heck, I can barely walk at this point. Much better go run. So, so what got you started in drag racing? Uh, a gentleman named Mark Scapaticio. So every we would call him Scap because nobody could ever pronounce his name. Right, yeah. Um, I was in the cable industry for uh, eighteen years. I was a contractor for many years, and then I. Uh, made a lot of money and had nothing to show for it and um, I come back from Georgia after working up in the uh, northern side of Atlanta with a company called Cable Express and I come back I was like alright I'm done with contracting I'm going to go in-house I went in-house and I worked as a service tech when three hurricanes tore up Florida I was a service tech in the field I was a QC tech so three months we got hammered and um, went to the call center became a supervisor went back into the field as a supervisor come over as an audit and I got these guys I got this team and one of them, Mark Scapaticio. And um, so, uh, and it took me a while to learn how to say his name. And, um, but he kept pestering me to come out to Orlando Speed World and take pictures of him because he was a drag racer. And um, so, and it's me being the procrastinator that I was at the time. I was like, all right, whatever. Because I was just doing photography for fun, just out taking pictures of alligator and kayaking and crap like that. And um, I finally went out there and took pictures of him. I thought it was great. And I, the access I had was, neat because you're not sitting in the stands right, sure. and uh, 
it kept going from there. So it was uh, Scap was the was the main guy who got me into it, um, and then I did that for a couple of years local, and then the one year thirteen when Man Couple split. Um, there's one of the that wasn't the first national event I did, but that was one of them. Palm Beach was the first one I did, and um, Scap says, well these these events are there's a really big one. It was uh, X or uh, My Rock at the time, and um, he says and Robert Parker goes and does that one. Robert Parker's down in Sanford. He's now moved, got him, a, him and his wife now has got a house in DeBerry. And he goes, Robert Parker's a really good racer. And uh, he goes, maybe he'll let you hitch a ride up there. Maybe take pictures of him, give him pictures. Right. And um, so uh, and me and him, I've slept in front of his truck, the back of his truck, bed of his truck. We've slept in tents. We've been rained on. We've been snowed on. I mean, yeah. you name it, we hit it. And uh, so... Um, and that introduced me to Jason Miller and things like that. And eventually, it, um, as far as the media aspect of it, so Scap got me into it. Robert exposed me to the national level of it. Um, and then really the first person that, that opened me up to the media side and let me, because at that point, everybody kind of knew how I worked. Right. I wasn't really a photographer. Um, I credit just that, because I try to do like the pit stuff and this type sure. of stuff. Um, more because I personally like it, but that's also what y'all told me you like right. to see because you weren't seeing it, is what I was getting. Um, a gentleman, Joey Stranati, who's no longer around anymore, he was the very first person I ever asked, What are you? I said, I'm new to this. When, I still remember when I talked to him because he was on one of the Nitro Harley bikes. We were down in Bradenton, and um, he was actually the very first Nitro bike that went off. I had no idea what a Nitro bike was. I was right. knelt down next to the concrete wall shooting back at Todd Heiser because he was the bikes coming in after right. this Nitro bike. And this freaking thing went off and shook the concrete wall sure. next to me. Yeah. I was like, this is badass. Yeah. So, um, so I talked to him, and I'd already walked through the pits once and took pictures of them working on a bike I just thought they were interesting shots. And y'all are going to have to excuse my language. So there's a little checkbox, so you're going to have to deal with it. But Joey was a very unique individual. And um, I said, what are you seeing? I said, I'm new to this. There's, when I was talking to him, he was up by the staging lanes, and there's like 15 photographers out on the wall. I was like, what are you seeing? Um, um, what are you not seeing enough of that you would like to see from a photographer? I said, I'm new, and I want to take a, a different approach if I right. can. What would you like to see? He goes, well, you're already fucking taking pictures of my crew. He goes, you already give a shit about what you do. He goes, look at these fucking assholes out here on the wall. He goes, I've got 50,000 of those shots. Right. He goes, you keep doing what you do. Fucking show up. Let people know sure. what you are, and you'll do fine. Yeah. So after that conversation, I just would periodically ask people, what do you like to see? And then when I post it, I pay attention to what y'all like and what you don't like. And um, and then as it as it moved on, I developed the style. People seemed to like it, gravitated to it. And then the first person that really um, opened it up media-wise was Brandy from yeah. DragBike.com. Right. Because I don't work for DragBike. Um, I do assist DragBike and I do help them, but I am not an employee of her. She goes, you can do whatever you want. But uh, other publications that, and some of them are direct competitors to what she does, has asked me for content that I got while working with her but she says, no, go ahead and give it to them if it's going to promote the sport. So she's never put any limits right. on me sure. about what I can do. She goes, I just want you to go do your thing. So, so you're good. So, and um, so um, she was the one that really opened it up. And then when I started working with teams and started doing more of a support role than a coverage role, then I began to like it even more and more and more. So, and then years later and people seem to like what they do i mean they sure. they bailed my house out a few months ago right. <laughs> or, or, or earlier in the month when my car broke down 
Um, but it's, I think really the difference, um, I mean, because I don't, I have partnerships, but that I don't gener generate revenue from them. And uh, my goal is just to be able to cover my cost to get to the races and, keep, and be able to keep doing it. So just kind of, I guess, pay for itself. Because uh, I don't own a house. I don't own property. I've never had right. a desire for any of that. Um, and fortunately, I have, I mean, APE, Platinum General Services, Snitz Racing, um, Destiny Spurlock, of course, dragbike.com, right. uh, SDBA. I mean, I've had a ton of, ton of sponsors. Sure. Uh, Michael Balk, uh, Nitro Harley, um, Dave Van Tyne. Um, me and him, he's been a partner with me now for, let's be, if we go into next year, it's five years. Um, most of my partnerships now have all been three plus years long, so, right, and uh, so they they let me keep doing it. So, yeah. so, but but I'm not rich, folks, because I sleep in my car and I have well, a tent. So. None of them. <laughs> you know, you know, and, and that, that, well, and that brings up a good point. You know, that was another reason why I bought the bike that I did mm -hmm. was to show these young guys that you don't have to have an eight-second high boost yeah, to go out here and race and have fun. Yeah. You know, I mean, here I am on a 15-second bike, and, you know, not not saying it's deadly, but, I mean, we're normally in the hunt, yeah. you know, so you don't have to have an a eight-second bike and a $200,000 motorhome and a great big enclosed trailer. In fact, when I started racing it, uh, well, similar to Carlos Testa, we were running it out of the back of the van. Yeah. And uh, that's how we went to all the races, having an absolute blast. Well, then I got ran over. I got hit. <laughs> I got hit on my street bike in 2018. And uh, after I got healed back up, I, I couldn't load the bike in out of the van by myself. Mm -hmm. So then we went back to open trailer. Well, then it's got, you know, I wanted to put some gauges on it and some electron, you know, ship light and that stuff. Well, then it got to the point I couldn't haul it in the open trailer if it rained. So we had to go back to an enclosed. So now I've got a little five by 12 does everything we need yep. to do and uh yeah you know and especially with gas now at five bucks a gallon oh uh, so. yeah well the i mean i think a lot of people um it's well the ex-girlfriend i had was um she didn't for me personally it's i mean you like the pros you like real street stuff sure, like absolutely. that light turns green first one to the end wins i personally especially from a photographer standpoint have always favored the bracket racing classes because it's like a chess match yeah I mean, because people, I mean, and once I explained it to my ex-girlfriend, she understood it better. I was like, when they come off the line, they're not done until they cross the fence. I said, right. they're, you'll, I said, watch them when they get at the top end. They're looking at each other. I said, they're manipulating that machine right. all the way down that damn track sure. because they have to stay to their number. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're saying, if it's if the number's 15, right. you're racing that number, even though his may be a 10. Correct. So, and, uh, but right. I, I, once you understand bracket racing and it's explained to people, was, and the best way I can always describe it, it literally is a chess match all the way down that damn track. And that's what I personally like about it. Well, so. you know, and, and, and back in the day, you know, we used to do some racing first one there win. Well, you throw the best tune-up on it you can get to get, you know, the fastest ET or, you know, quickest ET that, that you can run. Whereas with bracket racing, you know, we're winning or losing by thousands of a second. Yeah. So it's not a matter of being able to throw that super tune in it, it's knowing what the bike's gonna do as the weather changes and this and that. And uh, it, it's it's a lot more difficult than most people think it is. Yeah. Well, I had a better understanding it when Pablo Gonzalez sent me down the track. He, he taught me how to ride. Yeah. Uh, we spent Saturday night in a commercial parking lot. He taught me how to ride. Uh, and then the very next day we went out to Orlando Speed World. I made six passes. So I mean, and my goal was just to make the passes and have a green light. 
So sure. I didn't care what the time was. Right. I didn't care what the speed was. I didn't care how, I didn't care if it took me four days to get yeah. to the other end just of the track. I just, wanted, I just wanted it green. That's all I wanted. And I did good. I got all green. And um, there was a seventh, but he wasn't having me do the burnout um, because he hadn't taught me that part of it yet. So on one of the passes, um, the bike actually spun and come out from underneath me. So I just let off, but I didn't let off the handlebars. I just right. let off the throttle yeah. because that's exactly what you're supposed to Because it just spun and I sat right where I was at. I didn't drop the bike. He goes, no, that's perfect. And then, of course, the, the fairing come loose because I, when I hit it with my arm, it knocked the fairing loose and they wouldn't let me go down because it was loose. So the guy right behind me, Andy Rollins, was sitting behind me because I was helping her for Pro Stock that same year. And because um, I even asked her when I come up there, she, I said, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? She goes, no, I'm watching this. Go ahead. Right, right. <laughs> and uh, I'm wearing Pablo's leathers and needless to say, I'm taller than him. So I look like these Waldo's high water, high water things. <laughs> And, um, but it was fantastic. But what I liked, it was the, the fourth pass, because this leads to the question I'm getting ready to ask you, Eric, to my left. Um, the, on one particular pass, um, it's, what, the only way I can describe it is the hit of the motorcycle, when it grabs you and it sends you down the track. And all there is is you, the machine, and you've got this little tunnel in front of you, and I can see the board, and it's just, it, I mean, it, it gives you that little shot, and you know you just did something right because it's down. Um, what goes along with that particular hit is Pablo is standing behind me. Scott Moberly was the one that got all the photos of me. I still have my time slips hanging up in my office back in Florida. And uh, But Pablo was standing back there, and Ricardo was standing there. Ricardo knows that until the night the, la the night before, I don't ride a motor. I don't own a motorcycle. I don't ride myself. So last the night before was when I first got on the bike, and it's the red and black. 1300 right, uh, Suzuki that Pablo rides that he's won some championships on. That's a nine second motorcycle. That's usually what he runs. And um, so I made that particular pass and Pablo and Ricardo, and Ricardo doesn't speak a lot of real, he's got a little bit of English, right, but not yeah. that much. So they're standing back there. Well, on the other passes before, when I come through, I'd grab the time slip, I'd get to back to the tent and Pablo said, just wait for me there. I'll come back, make some adjustments. We'll send you back up. It's like, all right. So on the first couple of passes, he wasn't there, so I had to wait for him a little bit, and he would come up. I knew something was up because when I got back, they were already at the pits waiting for me. I didn't look at the time slip; I just grabbed it and stuffed it in my jacket. Which also, I also wondered why y'all's time slips are always crumpled. Right. So I learned after the first pass why, because you take it and cram it into your jacket. <laughs> and uh, but I got back to the pits, and they were standing there waiting on me. And Pablo just had his hand out, so I just took the time slip out, handed it to him, and he opened he pulls open a time uncrumples the time slip he goes to ricardo i just see ricardo shake his head and he walks off and he's smiling when he walks off i was like did i do something wrong he goes no he goes we were standing up there and he goes and ricardo's very like david letterman dry and he's standing there he's looking at it, and pablo goes he goes yeah ricardo leans over and he goes he's hauling ass <laughs> so and then he looks at it and it was a hundred like 127 120 a little over 127 miles an hour it was a 11 second run and uh, he goes, we weren't expecting that from you. So he goes, so clearly you're paying attention to what you're photographing. Right. With that being said, you being the, the newer of the two of y'all that I'm speaking to today, when was that first hit run for you? So, do you recall? Which one, or which one's the most memorable, if you have to put most it that way? memorable. Yeah. Well, when you're I like, a, I, I like this, yeah. and you got that shot. I have a, a GSR, GSXR 1000, and I was racing eighth mile. And the first time I ever rode it, I let my buddy Jason Fernandez ride it. Okay. Because he's, uh -oh. he can ride anything. <laughs> and 
he's like, just it's good, go ahead and ride it. So I got on it, made a pass, crappy of course. Okay. Second pass, it pushed me back in the seat. I'm yeah. like, holy Same crap. feeling. Yeah. <laughs> I knew I was on a tear then. Right. <laughs> it was a great pass. And, and that you feeling is hard to describe. Yeah. I mean, it, and it's hard to describe that really to somebody. Because Andy, Andy asked when I was done that day, because I went back and spoke to Andy, she was, what do you think? I said, that one patch, she was the 127, right? I was like, yeah, it just it just took off on me. So, and uh, I cut a, what was it, a one, I think it was like a 111 light or something like that. And he, or no, it was a 108. He goes, dude, that's better than half the people out there. I actually had somebody in the other lane on my, on that, on my fourth pass, one, two, three. Yeah, that was my fourth pass. I actually had somebody in the other lane, so. And uh, it was a little, I so I just remember glancing over it. I didn't look at him again until we yeah. were done. But a guy on a BMW bike. Right. And uh, I mean, it wasn't a high-end bike, but um, but it was funny because, I mean, Ozzy, Wade was still working with Ozzy at Orlando, and Ozzy was out there watching me. Wade was out, Wade had stopped his tractor. He's sitting on the tractor watching me because that's my home track. Yeah, I mean, right. they give yeah. me access to events there. It was a lot of fun. Sure. So, so. Uh-oh, here comes the groupies. Okay. Cops. <laughs> you guys need more cheese on your burgers? I'm making burgers and hot dogs. That's it. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's fine. Yeah, cheese, cheese is fine. Cheese yeah, is thank good. you. Cheese is good. Yep. So. How you want your burgers cooked? Well done, medium well, medium rare. Grill. However. Cow mooing. So. Yeah, however you want to do it. Uh, wait a minute. How'd my brother used to say it? Cut the horns off, wipe the ass. And wipe the You know, and that right there is probably one of my biggest reasons that I still race because we come to the track and you're like you know Eric's from Florida I'm from Indianapolis the only time we get to see each other is at the racetrack you know same thing with Greg and his family you know they're from Daytona so yeah it's just a big family (laughs) it's good stuff all right now we're uh I'm not done here but we're done recording so but uh I appreciate y'all's time gentlemen Thanks. We appreciate it too, buddy. All right. Y'all got to get out of here. I appreciate y'all keeping up. But we're going to have some more beers and enjoy our day. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk to these two gentlemen again. Perfect.